koe. And thank you for tuning in to the Chasing the Sun podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Hobson. I'm sure most of the listeners that are tuning in are probably know who I am. They uh, would have seen uh, the social media posts that I've been putting out just to kind of make this available to people that are out there. Um, but in case you don't know who I am, I'll just introduce myself in a small way. Yeah, so my name is Aaron. Um, I'm currently based in Cambridge, New Zealand. Uh, I have the privilege of being the youth pastor at Rally Street Christian Centre and also a team leader um, with 24-7 youth workers at Cambridge High School. I grew up in a small town called Tupuki um, and in my teens moved to Papamoa, um, but my life was still based in Tupuki. Went to all my schooling there as well as church at BDM New Bible Chapel and then the Orchard Church. After high school, I did a year of Pathways and then on to uh, some kiwi fruit work and then some dairy farming. Uh, just before dairy farming, my wife and I were married. And within a couple of years, we were off to Adelaide. And there we did some Bible college training. I got my Bachelor of Ministries with a college called Adelaide College of Ministries. And uh, it was a real privilege to sit under the teaching of some amazingly talented, gifted Bible teachers um, who didn't only know God's word, but knew ministry as well and was helping to really shape me and some of the thoughts that I had as well. While we were there, we were a part of an amazing church, City Reach. And yeah, they really shaped us in our thinking and, and how we saw church and, and the world around us as well. And we're really appreciative for our time there. I even uh, was able to intern for a year, uh, my final year there. In 2017, we moved back to New Zealand and there was a job available for us here in Cambridge, New Zealand. And that's where we've been based ever since for about three and a half years now. We love being here in Cambridge. Uh, we're not too far away from family. And I just love the ability that I have to to teach and disciple young people to know Jesus and to pursue him uh, with their lives. Um, and the amazing thing as well is that for me, as I um, talk with young people, it's not just teaching them, but it's learning from them as well and, and growing from them. And I realized over the last couple of years that there's a bit of a need for um, teaching, good biblical teaching for young people. You know, these uh, young men and women who some people often say is the f future of the church. You know, someday they'll be the leaders, someday they'll be the elders, the pastors. But I firmly believe that uh, every young person, teens, young adults, young men and young women are the leaders of our church today. And so, yeah, I've just decided that... Um, uh, the time was right for a podcast. I've actually been thinking about it for a while. I initially thought that I'd go down the route of a um, YouTube channel and, and do more video stuff um, in that kind of light. Um, and it wasn't actually until earlier this year that I was talking with a, a guy by the name of Mark Grace, and he kind of threw the idea out to me to to do a podcast. And I was just like, I don't really, don't really know. You know, I thought maybe YouTube would be better than podcast. And then started talking to some of the young people in our church and. And they kind of said, no, 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 I think podcasting's better, you know, it's easier to listen to. And yeah, thanks for sitting through a bit of an introduction and where we have come to today. The phrase chasing the sun um, comes from the idea that um, uh, Jesus is the son of God and it is him that we are to look to and chase, uh, as comes from Hebrews chapter 12, that we're to lay aside every weight and especially sin, which clings so closely, and we're to run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And so it is about chasing that sun, but also the phrase chasing the sun and the, you know, normally is about chasing the daylight sun and the joy that comes from spending time in the sun. But it's interesting in this passage in verse two, it says, um, talking about Jesus, that who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. 
has endured that punishment, that payment for our sins. And he was despising the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And I think in that phrase, we see that the joy that was set before him was to be seated at the right hand of the throne of God. But I think within that as well, there's um, everything that he encompassed, you know, the salvation for those who would believe in him and then to be reunited with him, uh, with the father in heaven. That was the joy that was set before him. And I think if we are to pursue Christ, he is the joy that is now set before us that we are to pursue. And so chasing the sun should carry some sense of joy with it as we chase after Jesus Christ and we uh, follow in his footsteps how we are to live our life. Now that doesn't mean that the life isn't going to be hard and difficult because most of the New Testament is actually written to believers facing suffering and hardship. And so I think for a lot of Christians, we don't find joy in pursuing Jesus. We find joy in the world, and there are things in the world that God has given us to find joy in. But we really, really struggle to find joy in the pursuit of Jesus Christ. And and what does that actually even mean? So over the next few weeks, and we will dive into it a little bit today, we're going to look at what it means to lay aside every weight and sin, and what it means to look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. So in summary, chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, is the founding verses of this podcast, Chasing the Sun. What I want to do with this podcast is to help any Christian out there, but primarily our teens and young adults, our young men and women who are the leaders now, or ones who are sitting on the sidelines and, and, and aren't ready to lead, I'm, I'm going to call you to lead in your churches and in your youth groups, and and really grapple with these verses. And then we'll, we'll go out of that eventually as well. We'll go into other parts of Scripture. We'll look at the culture that's around us and what maybe the culture is calling us and trying to um, make us do that is contrary to what God is calling us and wanting us to do. That how is it that the hardship and the things that we are to give up, which seems to bring us joy, will eventually bring us joy as well. So... Let's get into it. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I'm going to read it out. I primarily use the English Standard Version, um, but I also kind of like to jump between different translations to help us understand some of these things a little bit better. So let me read it for you now. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Within these verses, we're kind of immediately hit with something that raises some questions. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight. So what is this great cloud of witnesses that we're surrounded by? What is, who, who is this group of witnesses? When we jump back in the book of Hebrews and we see chapter 11, it's called um, the faith chapter because it not only explains what faith is, but it also gives this extensive list of people who through the Old Testament Um, were credited as having faith. And it's in response to that that the writer then says, so then let us, with a great cloud of witnesses, and we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, let us do this. And there's a sense in which 
these amazing heroes of the faith that we might call them of the Old Testament in particular, that they are watching us. They are surrounded and they are witnesses to us. Um, whether that's some sort of stadium in heaven, but there does seem to be something that we that we kind of hold on to. And again, I'm not sure of the cultures that that we have tuning in here, but I think as uh, as Pakia, as as white Westerners, we we probably don't quite grapple with this as well as other cultures do. I think in the Maori culture, they understand this probably in a greater way that we do, um, with their uh, understanding of what they call their whakapapa, which is that as they look back. It's it's kind of their genealogy, but it's a bit broader than that. And I don't want to go into it because I, I don't want to mess it up in any way, shape or form. But it's about going, these are all the people that have come before you. And there's something that they have done to get you to the place that you are at now. And, and you know, the writer is picking up this kind of theme of, of running in a coliseum with, with witnesses around us. When you look at what the the writer of Hebrews, what who he explained what these people had went through, these these amazing heroes of the faith. He says in verse 37 that they were stoned, that they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword, they went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, as in all these people, Though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God has provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. What we see here is that God provided something better for us, that is Jesus Christ. So most of these heroes of the Old Testament are people who never got to see Jesus Christ, that they never got to see him die and resurrected, and and the Holy Spirit come in response to the faith um, by us putting our faith in Jesus Christ. But all of these people did everything that they were called to do by faith in the lead up to the coming of Jesus Christ. And when you look through many of those heroes of the faith, there are what we call like a typology, like a um, almost a, a shadowing, as it were, of Christ and what he would accomplish when he came. I think sometimes the other crazy thing is when you look at some of these heroes, you kind of look at their whole life and they messed up like in a real big way. You know, it says that by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. He who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son. And then um, God stopped him, right? But it says in verse 19, he considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. And we see this, Abraham was a man of faith, but at the same time, when Abraham was tested, he in other ways, when he went into Egypt, he was like, no, my wife, that's my sister. Um, and so lied to to get out of something. And I think one of the cool things for me is when I look at this list, I don't see perfect people. I see myself in these people who have moments of faith. And I definitely have moments of faith. And then I have definitely have moments where I'm like, uh, this is really hard. And I want to lie. And I want to hide away and I want to um, do the wrong thing. So if you get a chance, have a, have a look through Hebrews chapter 11. Have a look at the people that are surrounding us and, and witnesses for what we are doing and the race that we are enduring. But also be encouraged that those people are by no means perfect people. Yeah, which is kind of cool. So it's kind of a bit of a weird kind of phrase and, and something to understand for us. And then it goes into this this phrase here. Let us also lay aside every weight and sin 
which clings so closely and let us run. I've definitely lost my running abilities. Mum used to always talk about how when I was younger that I didn't actually walk anywhere, that I literally ran everywhere. Um, she would talk about times where, you know, would be coming home and, and would be a couple kilometers from home. And so mum would just drop me off and, and let me run home to, to burn off that energy before we got home. And I always remember in primary school, you know, getting in the, the cross country races and, and just really loving them and enjoying racing and running and all these kind of things. But, you know, when I whenever I ran in cross country, I always, you know, I, I always wore appropriate clothing for running, which in primary school basically just means, you know, shorts and a singlet, bare feet, you know, nothing in your pockets, no extra weight holding you down, you know, no hoodies, maybe a hat turned backwards, obviously, for uh, for aerodynamics. And so I'd lay off all those other things that I'd normally wear, and I might even show up to the race with, you know, a tracksuit on, with pants on and a hoodie on or something like that, but I'd take them off when, when the time was come, well, when the time was come to race. Now, I've never really got much into endurance running, you know, like, I mean, even cross countries and, and primary and intermediate and high school were sort of three to three and a half Ks and, and weren't too far, but I've never... You know, never done a half marathon, never done a full marathon. But when you see them running, they don't run with extra things that they don't need. They, they're laying aside things that might slow them down. This Hebrew writer is calling us to, and what God is calling us to, is to lay aside things that might slow us down in our walk with God. And they talk about something in particular, and that is sin. But also what the writer is doing is he's saying, lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. So there's actually two aspects and two things that we are to lay aside. And then it goes on to let us run with endurance. Again, the Christian life and the pursuit of Jesus Christ is not a sprint. We do not run to perfection in our late teens and early 20s. We do not sprint to the finish line and then sit in our chairs at church and get comfy and, and chill out. You know, We don't do all the hard work and then we're fine. But we're to run with endurance the race that is set before us. And um, if you talk to any believer um, who is, you know, maturing in years and, and getting on in time, they are still running that race. Yes, it may look different in older age, but they are still running that race. And it is about running with endurance. And so my hope is, is as we dive into these passages and, and just our general conversations about chasing the sun, that it will set us up to better run this race with endurance. Because I think that is such a key phrase here. And we're to look to Jesus. We are to lay aside the things that will slow and weigh us down. The distractions, the sin, the problems in our life. And we are to look to Jesus. When we fix our eyes on Jesus, and we truly understand who He is, when we start to understand what He has done for us and the sacrifice that He has made, when we start to understand what it means to have His Spirit, the Holy Spirit living and dwelling inside of us, when we understand the beauty of the cross, we understand there's a triune God, Father, Son, and Spirit, who before the foundation of the world, before everything was created, was just living in community. And, and then they created us to invite us into that community, not because they needed us, but because they actually wanted to share themselves with us. When we start to understand that and wrestle with that and, and believe that and and live our lives in light of that, I believe we can start to then run with endurance. The race that Christ, that, that God has set before us. 
So I think that's where we'll kind of leave it today as a bit of an introduction um, to these couple of verses. Yeah, so so a couple of things to think about over the next week um, and things that I'd love for you to be praying about before we come to to the passage next week is, um, you know, have a look back through chapter 11, have a look at some of those heroes of the faith, the people that were, were highlighted by the by the writer, and maybe even go back and look and read some of their stories, you know, not just the ones that are highlighted in that passage, but some of the other stories about when they weren't perfect and, and the encouragement that gives for us that um, the, the race that we are to run is not a race of perfection, but it is a race of faith. What I also want you to do over the next week is just to really wrestle with what is the weight in your life? What is the sin in your life that is clinging so closely to you? What are the distractions? What is weighing you down? And we, that's what we're really going to talk about and wrestle with next week because I think the generation that we live in is is really the distracted generation. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, Mark uh, Forrest, not long ago, and we've had multiple conversations about this, is um, we we don't have a generation of people who know how to switch off, slow down, spend time with God, you know, move away from all the distractions and things. And so what is it that is the, the main distraction in your life? You know, if you get to the end of the week and you said, I just didn't have time to spend with God, I didn't have time to read my Bible, I didn't have time to pray, uh, that's actually a real issue. I remember, I think it's John Piper shared a post about how our phones will be a testament to the lie that we tell ourselves that we didn't have time for God. You know, what he's saying is, is like, effectively, when we stand before God, if he pulled out the usage of our phones and we were like, oh, I just didn't have time. He's like, well, actually, let's just look at how many hours you've wasted on things that are slowing you down from running this race with endurance. So I want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Let me just close in prayer. And we'll catch up with you again next time. Father, we pray a blessing over those who are listening as we dive into these passages together, as we look to pursue Jesus Christ and be be disciples of Christ. Um, We ask your spirit to empower us to do this, Father. Lord, help us to find time in our week to to lay aside those distractions, to spend time with you um, in this. What a challenge it is for us, Father. to lay those things aside and to lay aside sin. Help us to understand the joy that comes, Lord, from running this race with endurance, uh, to looking to Jesus Christ, our our Savior, um, the founder and perfecter of our faith, and what joy that might bring to us. We pray for this in Jesus' mighty and powerful name. Well, thank you so much for listening to our very first episode. Now go and enjoy your week chasing the sun.